Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and the triumphs. I'm your host Sarah and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. Well, I'd like to introduce Liz. We have known Liz for a long time, actually. It would have been since coming to New Life, like 12 years, probably. Yeah, it yeah. makes it sound like a long time now. It does make it sound like a really long time. Liz is a parenting and social skills specialist. She has a website called Shining Life Skills, which is just www.shininglifeskills.com.au. She has just brought out a book, which I think is such a big achievement. I've known you for so long, and I think you have so much wisdom to share, so much guidance to share with parents. And Liz, honestly, you have two beautiful children. It's called Socially Starting Out, and I've just got my copy today and can't wait to start reading it. And you also do talks at schools and organizations about parenting and about social skills, which is amazing. So can you tell us, Liz, what are three go-to essentials that you have been loving lately? Oh, Sarah, I was thinking about this and what to say. First thing is I am a child of the 80s and I love that scrunchies have come back. (laughs) Yes, scrunchies make my heart happy. I have way too many, but that's okay. I'm loving my Pandora silver jewelry at the moment as well. You know, I like everything to match. So Mm. everything silver jewelry just makes my heart happy. And I have to say, honestly, I am loving my bullet journaling. I'm just Mm. passionate bullet journaler, always, forever. so it's not necessarily just right now, but bullet. I get out my pens and my stickers and my, yeah. I never know how to say it. Is it Leuchterm, Lecterm, you know, oh, that brand of stationery? I don't know. Do you know the word I'm talking <laughs> no. It's a tricky word. I can't say it right. Anyway, I have this brand of bullet journal mm, that I love. That's nice. Makes You've been a bullet journaler for a while because I remember back when yeah. we used to catch up for coffee, like, oh, maybe like eight years ago, and you bought me a bullet little journal. Oh. Yeah, do you remember that? No. Little, it's like a tiny little green one, and oh. it was to write down all the things we talked about. Oh, wow. Yeah. Actually, I probably still have it. I'm not even joking. In one of my books, oh, I keep all my journals in like a big box in the garage Aww. but yes I remember that I can tell my love language is gifts then yes, 100% <laughs> Liz, you've been on the podcast before. I can't quite remember what number it is. I should have looked it up beforehand, but you can hear Liz's <laughs> testimony. Time ago. <laughs> you can hear Liz's testimony on that. But can you tell us about your journey into starting your own business mm-hmm. and how that started? Yeah, definitely. Well, basically, I've worked for a long time as a teacher and a counsellor. I did my master's degree in family studies, which was super exciting for me. And what it is, is basically taking psych PhDs and making them into principles that everyday people can follow. So that's my absolute passion. I'm an undercover geek, but... <laughs> I know not everyone is, so I like to put it into simple language. Yeah, I was working as a school counsellor and just giving lots of people advice all the time about following your dream, Mm. stepping out in faith, doing what you were passionate about doing. And I felt like an imposter. I just was going, well, I'm not. And I have always wanted to be. Brene Brown is my like professional role model and I'd love Mm. to be a lot more like her. So yeah, I stepped away from being a school counsellor and I've just been focusing on my writing. Like you said, I put out my book last year and my speaking, um, wanting to encourage people practically. So that's how I got there. And it's not just, you know, everyday parents that read the book. You've got parents (laughs) too celebrities tell me this awesome story that you told me before we started oh dear well basically I went to an author talk the launch of a book of a really really famous Australian author and she signed my book and she was just making conversation and she said are you an authoress too and I was like well yeah I am and then I said oh I get really nervous I was like don't worry I'm not going to try and take over the fiction world you know I write on parenting and she went oh wow I need your book what's the name of your book and she wasn't asking everyone and I was just so overcome (laughs) fangirling in the moment I actually told her the wrong title. 
and I giggled and I was like, oh my goodness. She wrote it down when I finally got the right name of my book. She wrote it down and I actually contacted her and sent her a copy and she sent me a personalized Christmas card saying, thank you so much. It's exactly what we need. It's helping with our kids, you know, all the best to your family. And I was like, oh my goodness, even celebrities like it. So I love that because I think <laughs> even her, like, she didn't have to send a Christmas card, no. but saying a Christmas card and saying thank you, like it's really actually helping us just goes to show. I know you're going to talk about being practical today and actually getting skills that we can use. I think that's just such a testament that your book actually is that. Like it Thank actually you. is practical. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. What topic are you going to talk with us about today? Basically what I'm passionate about Sarah, is practical help mm. for people, just really practical help. I think a lot of people these days want us to sign up for webinars. Mm. They want to get us in to do long courses and all that. And that's really great. Like there is some real help that can be had for that. But when I was working as a counsellor, a lot of people were saying, I love the theory and I agree with the theory, but parents these days seem really nervous about exactly what phrase to use. We don't want to wreck our children, but we don't want to underparent either. And we just, with all the information that we have, we're really confused about exactly what is the best way Mm. to do stuff. So what I'm really passionate about and going to have a bit of a chat today about, if that's okay, is just how to get practical help into the hands of parents and and how I've written the books for that purpose. What do you think the importance is of having practical advice for parents in today's society? I believe so strongly that good parenting is the foundation of society. Mm. Like the family unit, I think... Yeah, I think so much is falling down in society. You know, we talk about crime rates and youth and all the challenges that they're having. Mm. You know, working as a school counsellor, I saw a lot of teenagers with a lot of challenges. And I think if we try and parent well, we just give our kids the building blocks we need for life. And then, again, when we talk about practical parenting, it's we try and get these big picture values and all those kinds of things into our children. But as we were chatting about before, when you're in the trenches (laughs) (laughs) with, you know, a three-year-old melting down at the local shopping centre, the last thing you feel like being or feel like you have the strength to do is to be a good parent in the moment. So a lot of what I write is just here's the big picture idea and I don't dwell on that too much but if we want to put the good research into practice try this phrase try this Mm. sentence if it doesn't work Mm -hmm. go to this if it does work congratulate yourself I just think we need to be more humane with each other Mm. and say that we're all in it together you know let's not try for big picture ideas let's just go for practical sentences that work in the moment that's so good (laughs) What has been your journey with this as a mother? Yeah, I've had quite the journey in parenting. So I stopped work when I had my kids and I was a full-time parent for quite a long time. And my passion and research, like I said, I'm a parenting specialist now and not an expert because as I mentioned before, as soon as I call myself an expert, one of my kids will do something (laughs) publicly crazy and I'll get judged. So an expert, I think, kind of implies that people have it right, but specialist means that I focus in on it. So after I did all my study in family specialization and that, and my children are now older than this book that I've written is for one to seven-year-olds. So both my children have come through that phase. We'll say semi okay. <laughs> no, they are, they're beautiful children. They're oh, thank you. From the outside. I thank know it's trenches in the inside probably, but they are beautiful. Yeah, they're not perfect, but they are absolutely fantastic yeah. kids. And when you said one of the things that I'm loving at the moment, I love love their ages. Mm. So my kids at the moment, I've got one tween and one teen and they're just at the age where they're wonderful, they're social, they're intelligent, they've got a great sense of humour, but the hormones haven't 
um, had their full-blown riot yet. So (laughs) it's before the really hard stuff is coming. I know what's coming. I parented my two children. The phrase I like to use is intentionally. Mm. So I think we're a little bit foolish if we say we're going to do it perfectly or we're going to do it even really well, feels Mm. like a high standard (laughs) to keep up to. So I encourage people to parent intentionally, Mm. which means think about it, put in effort, try and decide the parent that we'd like to be and parent with intentionality. I love that whole idea of being an intentional parent. We talked about the trenches before, right? Mm. So you've got a screaming toddler, you're kind of at your wit's end, you're tired, you've got young kids. How do you get encouraged and inspired to keep going in your good parenting journey? Well, in that moment, I don't think there's anything that helps to be perfectly (laughs) honest. Let's just call it real, okay? So in terms of being inspired and encouraged in the moment, it's super difficult because Mm. like I mentioned, often when we're having a conflict with a child, Mm. we go into fight or flight mode ourselves and it just makes everything really difficult. And my main advice that I give to parents in that moment is do yourself the honour of being as kind to you as you would be to your best friend. Mm. In Australia, we're just so intriguing to me. We're so lovely to our friends and we go, just be gentle. You did your best. Like, you'll have a better day tomorrow. You won't have done permanent damage. Don't worry. Da-da-da. But on ourselves, we're like, you should have done better. Why didn't you do that well enough? So encourage people to be as kind Mm. to yourself as you would be to your best friend. And then later, when we're out of that, you know, hot, crazy moment, then we can just think, right, I'm putting two kids into society. I'm doing my best. They know I love them because the story that I always come back to in one of my parenting groups, once I knew a really highly qualified medical consultant who worked in an emergency department, they said to me, and they were, they worked quite late into their pregnancy with their second child. And I was parenting full time at the time. And I said to them, um, you know, oh, it's just so hard. And she looked at me and she said, why do you think I'm working really late into my pregnancy with my second child? And I said, I don't know. And she goes, because I give you my word, it's easier than being at home with one toddler. (laughs) And I just have often clung to that and gone, what we're doing is so important and it's really hard. And there are highly trained medical professionals that think that that is easier (laughs) than parenting a toddler. (laughs) I've clung to that a lot. Yeah, great. That's so encouraging. (laughs) Liz, what does the Bible say about parenting? Yeah, I just believe with all my heart that the Bible is pro trying to be the best parent that we can be. Like it says in Proverbs, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Mm. Um, And I, I just am yet to be convinced otherwise that God loves us. God is the perfect father. He's the perfect parent. And I think parenting helps us two ways. It helps us bring up our children, Mm. but it also helps me realize how much I love parenting and I love my children. Helps me realize how God feels about us. Mm. Like I think I say to my children all the time, I say, if there's a little bit of my parenting that's good or that makes you feel loved, or if there's something that goes, wow, I love how I felt when mum did that. Wow. If you amplify that and just blow it into whatever the biggest, most amazing, most lavish, perfect version of that is, Mm. that's how God sees us. And so it's helped me, yeah, bring up my kids into the people that they need to be, but it's also helped me understand who God is as a father to us. Can you tell us a bit about your book, Socially Starting Out? 
Yeah, What should we expect when we pick it up, read it? Mm. Where can we get it from? All these <laughs> oh, I get so uncomfortable about the self-promotion in sales, but thank no, you for No, it's not self-promotion, asking. though, because I've asked. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Sarah. That's very gracious of you. So, basically, you order through my website, mm-hmm. shininglifeskills.com.au, and the reason I wrote it as a book, this book is specifically focused on one to seven-year-olds, yep. and then the plan is to do one for the primary school years and the high school years, and where the motivation came from it is, as a school counsellor, heaps of parents were saying to me, I agree with the thing. I love the theory. I read all these parenting books, but I don't know how to put it into practice. Mm. And I would be giving lots of good, you know, tips and tricks in parent in counseling sessions, I mean. And they would say, Yeah, but what phrase do I use? Or mm. what do I do then? And what I have sensed is that parents are really keen for trustworthy, but also honest, also vulnerable. <laughs> but um, what I take a lot of um, pride in actually is that it's evidence-based. It's research. It's not just Liz's cool ideas. Mm. It's actually what the psych research says is a good way to raise a child, um, comes out with great outcomes. So I just wanted to put it all into one spot as a practical thing. I mentioned before I was nearly going to call it all the chapter eights because I feel we read these self-help books and there's seven chapters of theory and grounding and all that kind of thing and you have to write right till the end chapter Mm. eight to get the plan or the practical bit so I've kind of flipped parenting books on their head a bit in the hope that people can read them and find them more practical and more useful quickly and then I do a little bit of theory at the beginning just one chapter maybe couple of pages and then each chapter covers topics like how to teach your child to say please how to teach your child to stay in the car seat that can be a challenge (laughs) with um some toddlers you know how to teach a child to use cutlery how to eat out at a restaurant how to give a gift at a birthday party without throwing a tantrum the things that happen every day basically with toddlers just practical support for parents that can pick it up get some tips and tricks and like I said I'm really passionate about just being able to do it easily and quickly Mm. you don't have to buy you know the program or anything big like that you can just pick up the book go okay I can go and try that now that's so So. awesome it's so needed I think in today's society it's so good thank you Before we finish today, do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners? Oh, I was thinking about this. Just keep going. <laughs> Even when it's hard, like I was sharing before, you know, there were moments when my kids had many meltdowns and, you know, when I present on stage, it looks like I look quite presentable. You know, it sounds like it's not that difficult, but I just want to encourage There were moments I was crying in the shopping centre. Sometimes I'd go back in the car and call my husband and tell him how rough it was or how everything just came undone or I dropped the bag of groceries. So I think sometimes, particularly when older parents talk to us, mm. they can forget what it's like in the moment. they forget. My mum is going to listen to this. She told me that all four <laughs> of us slept perfectly. And I said, mum, you have clearly oh, forgotten. I know <laughs> your no mum dearly, but I'm not sure that happened, darling. <laughs> There's no I'm way not sure. <laughs> four kids slept perfectly. <laughs> oh, older parents often, I used to find, yeah. they would often use the phrase, oh, mine never did that. Yeah. And I kind of went, yeah, I think you've forgotten. I think you forgot. 100%. Or, I still forget. I forget what my three-year-old did when he was little. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. You know, and and we we look back into the past with just these beautiful rose-coloured glasses. Mm. But I remember very clearly, you know, it was only a while back that my kids were young. It can be hard. Mm. It can be really hard. And there can be days, and I just want to say be gentle to yourself again. You know, I say aim high but be kind. Mm. So there are days when just being upright is a success and, you know, home might be a mess or anything like that if you've just kept yourselves all alive, you've had some food somewhere throughout the day and you've gotten everyone to sleep at the end of the day, 
that's a win. Yeah, great. <laughs> and then other days we do great and amazing things and our kids look presentable and they behave perfectly. Mm. That's a win too. But, yeah, just don't put too much pressure on yourself to be perfect all the time because I say they're the only parents you have to really worry about, the ones who insist everything's perfect. They're either lying or pathological. <laughs> Maybe don't put that in the podcast. (laughs) But, yeah, no, some of the parents that, you know, insist everything's perfect for them, I go, "Mm, I don't think it is. So when you're dealing with real little humans. (laughs) Yeah, who have their own minds and hearts and wills, Yeah, which my husband and I always joke, that's your genes. No, that's your genes. (laughs) Well, Liz, I can't wait to read your book. I was actually sitting here thinking you gave me such a good piece of advice once, and it was so timely for me. might not be for others, but I remember you saying the cot is such a safe place, Sarah. If yeah. you, if the little one, if you are stressed out, this is my first baby when I had yeah. Archer, like if you're stressed out, you know, and they're crying and you're, you know, losing the plot, the cot is safe, put them in the cot, go out and do something. And I only ever had to use it once when I was like really kind of, that was the end of my day. And um, I think I was doing the washing or something. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put him in the cot, go to run outside, do the washing quickly. His window was right above the, where the washing line was. Yeah. Um, and he was fine. And I was yeah. like, this is actually so such good advice. And mm-hmm. so I can't wait to read all the other pieces of advice <laughs> that you have. That was just such a small memory, but I remember that day being like a very helpful thing. So I can't wait to read what else you have written and help me through these next seven years of (laughs) raising boys. (laughs) Oh, all the best. (laughs) You'll be great. Enjoy. Hang on for the ride. Thanks. But thanks so much for coming on the podcast again. It's been really good. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I don't know about you, but I always leave feeling challenged, inspired, and encouraged to continue seeking a deeper relationship with Jesus. For notifications on future episodes, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week.